Welcome to another episode of the Encouragement Forward podcast. On today's episode, I will be interviewing Mrs. Madonna Williams. Before we get started, let's start off with a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity of bringing us together, Lord, to be able to share and encourage your story or testimony, Lord God, to uplift your name most high. And Father God, to show what you have done in our lives to allow us to be able to share this testimony so that we can encourage someone else. Father God, we thank you for the connections. We thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in each and every one of our lives. Father God, we just thank you for your love and your kindness. Father God, may we speak and say the things that you desire for us to say that your people need to hear. May this conversation go the way that you desire for it to go. And we ask all these things in your darling son, Jesus Christ, magnificent and wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. And now we will have a word from our sponsor. So tell me a little bit about yourself. So I am a mom. I am a wife. And I also am a mindset coach. And I help high impact driven female entrepreneurs grow with confidence in business by facing fears, letting go of overwhelm, and confronting dis-ease. Ooh, wee, that's a lot. <laughs> I was like, you said a couple of them things. I was like, okay, how this is about to go? Cause she said a lot of stuff I need to hear myself. <laughs> so I was like, okay, how's that gonna go? So um what what led you to become a mindset coach? Well, interesting that you asked me that question. What really led to that is the journey that God brought me through of after experiencing breast cancer. That is really when God began to tell me that it was dis-ease that I was experiencing. Um, so a lot of times when people ask me, are you a survivor? I always tell them, no, I'm an overcomer. And I'm an overcomer because of the process in which God took me through in order to shift my mindset and shift my identity to become the woman who I am and the woman who I help serve. Oh, that that's a beautiful, um, a beautiful story and how you say that you came about doing it because one thing that stood out to me was you said identity. And that's something that we all struggle with is identity sometimes, like who we are. We forget who we are, whose we are, and yeah. also what God has already said about us. So to hear that word, and I'm like, I'm one of those people words shoot out to me sometimes. I pay attention, like, okay, I'm hearing that, I see that. So to hear you say like your identity and how you know, that's what thing that transformed you to say, you know what, this is how I'm about to change my mindset to go help other people. And then the field in this in the specific audience that you're choosing to help to change yeah. the mindset. Cause we as women, our minds are always going. We're yeah. always trying to do everything, figure out everything. We go from point A to Z. But sometimes we don't go to B. We just jump to like, okay, I want to go from the beginning to the end. So the fact that, you know, you're helping us like face our fears, because a lot of us are fearful. A lot of us deal with anxiety, worry. I'm one of those. So it's like, I'm including myself. I'm not like, <laughs> like just saying anybody generally, but I'm just saying like, it's amazing to know that how God is working in you to get to where you are now to be doing what you're doing. So yeah. Um, tell us a little about, bit about that journey of your tough season and how you overcame it. Well, one of the things, and it's, it's funny now, but like, it wasn't funny then. Um, but of course, God had to take me all the way back to the root. But in, before I got to the root, 
um, it really was, I had, I was uncomfortable, which is what I call dis-ease. I had mm-hmm. a, you know, my husband had done something and I did not want him to do it. He wanted to spend a thousand dollars on a mattress. Oh, and you know, you know, as a spouse, you know, wanting to have something nice, you know, that should have been okay. Or him saying, you know, I think I'm having back problems. Maybe us getting a, a new mattress that would be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but for me in my world, that was not what I was thinking. I was just like, how dare he want to spend that much money on a mattress? mattress. <laughs> I'm like, nothing's wrong with the mattress we have. Like, <laughs> you know, like this, I said, and I love this mattress. Like, I didn't want to let go of that mattress. And so rather just being honest or, you know, not only just being honest with him, but being honest with myself, I carried bitterness. I was very bitter that he actually had received a bonus check, Um, whereas he could just, this was his money basically, and he could have made that decision on his own. I was very bitter that that's what he wanted to do with his money. And honestly, for nine months, I began to water that bitterness and it became resentment. And through that journey, it became anger. And that is really how God showed it to me, which caused dis-ease. It was already dis-ease because it was something that bitterness, right? Mm -hmm. But it became anger. And you know, the word of God tells you be angry, but sin not. Well, you might know the scripture, but until you walk it, like you don't know it. Like you, you're just repeating it. You confessing it. You don't know it. So it was through that journey that I came to understand that I literally watered that seed of bitterness and it grew to anger. And that anger became to be what they call breast cancer. So I, you know, now looking back, it's just like, uh, okay, I don't want to do that no more. But what I did not know that is the reason why I position myself as a mindset coach is what I didn't know is I picked up something on my journey as a child and saw something in my environment. And I had already had that within me. Had that not been in me, I wouldn't have been bothered that that's what he wanted to do. But I was accustomed with that emotion and growing up, um, having emotions was, they just said, oh, you know, ignore your emotions. That's what I heard in my community. Ignore your emotions. But, and I didn't know how to handle them. So I'm just like fuming on the inside, like raging, warring, like let him tell me something. He better not touch me. He better not touch me. <laughs> you know, but here's the even funnier part. Like for those nine months, I literally had another, I had two queen size beds in the room. I did not. It wasn't that I was just mad. Like that would have been enough. (laughs) I didn't want to sleep on the new mattress. Okay. Oh, wow. No, I didn't want to sleep on it for a whole nine months. If I did something and the kids wanted to come in the room, Hey, they would, they would get in my, on my mattress on my bed, my queen size bed in the room, and we would eat popcorn, watch movies, whatever, from the big screen in the room, and we wouldn't get on the other bed. (laughs) And so like, not only that, but then you have to realize 
that now I'm teaching them the same thing. Mm-hmm. And this is the other part that God began to show me. He began to show me um, really gen- what we call generational curses, just generational mm-hmm. ignorance. Because I'm over here being angry and resentful and showing all this bitterness and rage and I'm passing that down to my children. Mm-hmm. So it was th- actually through another book that I read called Soul Detox. And listening to his story about secondhand smoke is how God began to show me what it was that I was doing with my anger. So in that book, it, the young man was saying how he grew up and then he went to college and all, all through his childhood, his parents smoked. But it wasn't until he went to college and he came back and he noticed like, oh, wow, the walls are kind of yellow now. And was this haze, you know, in the house always like the smoky haze always been here? And, and when you're in an environment, you don't know. You just don't know, like, mm-hmm. because it's always been this way. And sometimes as women, we are in situation where we always been angry. We always been, we always been. But the truth is you don't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. You literally, you can shift your environment if you so desire. And sometimes that takes coming out of that space, talking to someone else in order to see, oh, there's something else available for me other than anger. There's something else available for me other than rage. There's something else available other than just being stressed out or being anxious. There is another way. And it was through listening to that where God was showing me that the same way they had the smoke in the house with the secondhand smoke, I had made in my house a smoke of anger and rage. And so when God began to show that and reveal that to me, I was just like, because, oh. you know, once he show you, you it's just like, you can't do nothing. It's just like, <laughs> you can't blame it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nobody you can't blame it know. on somebody else because mm-hmm. he's showing you, you, you. He's like, no, this is you. But this is what you are showing your children. And this is the this is the real inheritance that you're giving to your kids because you know a lot of times we say we want to leave an inheritance for our kids well you are whether you realize it or not but it may not be what you desire so it's time to take self-reflection and look inwardly and do a self-examination um and i don't know if i'm saying too much but i do want to say this and then i and i and i let this 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 thought go Um, I had to realize that through all of this, I had to become my own self-care, self-care, primary caregiver, my own primary caregiver, right? Because a lot of times, sometimes, and sometimes we don't even want to go yearly to get checkups and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to do that inwardly, Uh, inwardly self-check to say, okay, am I feeling like this? Check. Okay, I need to do something about that and prescribe something to yourself. A lot of times we haven't laughed. Mm-hmm. And so you have to say, mm, like, when was the last time I done that? Okay, note to self, this week I'm gonna go do something to laugh, whether I'm gonna go to a comedy club, 
whether I'm going to listen to something on YouTube, where I'm just going to watch some cartoons that used to make me laugh, or I'm going to go and hang out with a friend who's going to make me laugh. Like some things you could do on your own, but sometimes you're so wrapped up in this, what Johnny Childs, this is just who I am. <laughs> that you got this wall up and so like now you have created this identity in this persona that you don't want to become a new creation created in Christ Jesus because you are comfortable with where you are and I'm here to break you free because I know that there's greater on the inside of you yeah no that that was a um it- because that's one of the things, like you said, we are, we don't take the time to tell people to say, I have a heart check, check your heart, see how your heart really is, see what you're really doing. And then we now also don't always think like, like take, take a mind check, because even what you're saying, we don't realize some of our actions, like me having a three-year-old, she's watching my every move, everything yes. I'm doing, and she's going to pick up whatever I'm doing, how I'm reacting. And I've even seen her playing with toys. <laughs> and then it's like oh my goodness am I doing that like I gotta stop doing it like I had a bad habit of saying I'm sorry I'm I'm so sorry I'm sorry and she does it now and I said no 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 don't say that don't say that so I'm trying my best to make sure that you know I'm mindful what I'm saying and how I'm acting that I'm not always fussing at her about something because she fussing at her baby doll and you know and I fuss at her for (laughs) mistreating her baby doll but not thinking about like what you carry with you, like you said, the generational things. And I've, we see that a lot in our community because of the yeah. fact of, depending on the generation you were born in, even not too long ago, my husband and I were just talking about, you know, when we were talking about like the stress that pastors and stuff have had on them, because I was reading a statistic that somebody posted and it was saying like 70% of pastors are depressed and 80% are discouraged. And that's, that's disturbing to hear that. But I understand that because of the fact that, you know, being a preacher's kid and not seeing all of that side of it, but I understand because they have so much on them, but it's the fact that we were saying as a man, especially most of our men, they don't, they were taught to not show emotions or not to share what they were feeling. So they had to ball it all that up and keep it on the inside. And if you're seeing other people around you doing it when you're growing up and you don't know what they're going through, because one, they don't share stories and it was taught then you keep yourself keep your keep your what happens in the yourself. house <laughs> yeah stay in the house you know you keep your business to yourself but mm-hmm. in the end the result and the end product are us and how we present ourselves to the world and how we do it and it does take when God to say hey you stop and look at this like you said he saw that he was in smoke all the time and never yes. even knew that haze was done until you take yourself out and come back in or until God shows it to you to yes. see things and I know even like what you were saying making me thinking about something that somebody said to me she was like do you do you write down like your wins and I was like no but she was like do it daily like the small things because we always celebrating the big wins and we don't take time to evaluate the small things that are happening right there which can affect our mindset and so it does make sense like when you're saying like when you're suffering with anxiety and with fear and all because you haven't had that opportunity to evaluate yourself and sit here and be like okay why am I feeling this way why am I doing this and why did this happen and then be like okay I need to work on it like we may even recognize like you said but we'd be like well this is just me like you said this yeah. is who I am if you don't like it so be it go about your business you don't have to be around me but at the same time there are some of us who need somebody in our life to tell us like hey man you 
that wasn't cool. Like you're out of order. You don't have to be that way just because your mama was that way, just because your daddy was that way, your grandma or whoever. You are you. God created you to be who God wanted you to be, not be your mom, not be anybody else. So even when you said thinking about laughing, I'm like, I don't know if I even do. I, I laugh. I sometimes I'm crazy. I used to be the more making folk laugh most of the time. So I know I'd be a laugh, but it's like sitting there thinking about the time when I'm down, when I'm angry. So one of the things I'm even about to start doing as of um, this recording is happening in August, but um, it'll air later. But what I'm about to start doing, we're starting our 21 days of prayer. We always do in the beginning of the year, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. And then in August, we always do before school start 21 days of prayer. And so one of the things I did, God had me to create an emotions prayer journal because I need to, and even my counselor, she had told me about, you know, have you ever wrote down like your emotions? So what I'm about to be intentionally doing over this time, these 21 days is writing in that journal and putting down, implementing what I create that God had me create so that I can be like, this is really, you know, seeing what your emotions are, why you're feeling that way, because that's how I have it in there. Like, what emotion are you feeling, whether it be good or bad? What scriptures do you have to combat it or support it? You know, then writing out why, you know, what caused you to feel this way? And then writing out what you're feeling, because we have to pour out what we're feeling, because as long as we hold it in, the more what happens, we explode. And like you said, you got, you had two beds in your house, in your room, in and you room. were like, you were like, uh-uh, I ain't sleeping on that bed, <laughs> I'm not touching that bed. So, it, but it was like you said, learn behavior from what you saw, like, you weren't supposed to express your emotions, you were supposed to hold on in, and, you know, and then that, that didn't help you in the end. So just thinking about us being like, thinking about our emotions, thinking about how we do feel expressing it. Like one of the things we do with um, my bonus starter, we talk, we leave the door wide open. If you need to talk about something, express something, let's talk about it. We might not like what you might have to say sometime, but we will sit here and have a conversation. I know as a teenager, I don't want to hear what my parents had to say or what my mom had to say, because it was like, oh, you just don't want me to have no fun. So, <laughs> but now it's like, no, with life experience and things that have happened and seeing like, no, things are different now. It's more things you do that are still out there that can affect you with it because of social media and technology. But just saying like, you have to be free to express yourself, but I also have to be free to express and let you know I don't agree with that. Like my husband does now. It's like, I don't agree with that. I don't like that. But, you know, I can do, and I tell anybody, we you do your best to parent your child. I know I'm still in the beginning stage, but you do your best. But just going back to how my mom had raised me, she did her best to instill whatever values I needed to know. And all she could do is hope that, okay, when she leaves this house, she remembers something I said that she can carry with her when you get in a tough situation because the parents are not always going to be there with the child. So it's just hoping that you see like, okay, express how you feel. Don't take it out on nobody. Don't lash on nobody. Don't abuse nobody. But if you do need even further help, go get help. Go see a counselor. Talk to somebody if you have to. And that's one of the things, like, even as an adult, because you don't want to wait till you're an adult and then you're married and then you're being your wife or being your husband. And then they like, well, what's wrong with her? And, you know, because you had stuff bottled up and that's what you saw. So to be able to change it around and change your mindset. And that's one of the things I enjoyed about hearing, like, how you even came into that and how you got to see it was like, OK, Lord, OK, I did do that. I am creating this. I don't want my kids to be growing right. up and doing the same thing because then they could be doing that to back to you one day. So, well, it's not so much them coming back and doing it to me. It's just so much that they would be doing it when they leave 
out of my household mm-hmm. and experiencing and, and attracting that type of mate to where they would have to behave the way they saw me behave. And so that would be, you know, one of the things that I would not desire for them. So um, that's what I want them to learn. Like, and, and here's the, here's a tough space, right? Because something that our parents may have taught us, you know, even the same situation as far as with the anger that I, you know, that my children was able to witness, you know, or the rage or, or just the bitterness or the resentment that they saw, they might have, they will have to unlearn that, mm. you know, and there are some things that I saw as a child growing up that now as an adult, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to unlearn that, especially the thought process of, you know, it being said, what happens in this house stays in this house. Well, that's not Bible. The Bible says that the older women should teach the young. Mm. So that means that what happened to me, whatever experience that I, I have had, I should be willing to share it with you in order for you to be an overcomer. We are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. But a lot of times we hide our testimony and then we act like we're so high and mighty, Mm -hmm. like we've never had any problems or we've never gone through anything. And that's why a whole generation is is lost and, and making bad decisions because we did not take, as an older woman, we had not taken the time that that is necessary in order to train the young so and then there are times that we have trained them and then that was not the actual teaching that we wanted to be teaching them and so when you understand that and especially when you deal with the mind that a children a child's mind they're just everything that they see hear touch taste or experience they're they're taking that into their senses and so they have said that about the age of seven or eight everything that they see and experience, boom, it's theirs. Like their brains are set. However, what we need to understand as parents is that you can relearn. You can reinvent yourself. You can create a new identity to become the person that God has called you to be. Um, I posted recently on my social media that about, you know, sometimes we want to keep the peace but at what cost, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we are creating a war within ourselves is what I had done, right? So I was trying to keep the peace, you know, in the house, like to say, if that's what he wants to do, like, yeah. I'm gonna go along to get along because he made the decision. And, and part of that thought process was like, he'd head of the household in a way. And so if that's what he want to do with his money, fine. But within myself, I'm waging a war because I didn't agree with the decision. I didn't think that was a wise decision because at that point, there was some other household needs that should have been, in my mind, um, a a priority. Um, And so that was not a priority. And so therefore, I'm still raging, right? Rather than being at peace. And those are some of the things that I was not taught even as a wife, right? So I'm glad that I'm connected to a lot of people in my community now who are coaches on lots of different fronts. And one of them are wife coach, you know? And I look at them and I'm just like, everything that God has, the gifts that he's placed on inside of man, period, is what we need. And sometimes we say, 
Well, I'm waiting on God. Well, God has already done everything that he needed to do. He has placed it in the earth. And sometimes um, even I see as believers, we feel like we only need to hear it from the pulpit, you know, and I, I respect my pastor so much that now he's doing a teaching series that preaching from the pew, you know, and, and I just applaud him because a lot of times there is so much wealth in the pews, wealth of knowledge, wealth of, you know, understanding that's sitting in the pews and we'll never hear it sometimes because they feel like they are being tied down. But the truth is there is greatness on the inside of you. And as the, um, my business name is treasure your inner beauty, right? Because on the inside of each and every person, everything is something beautiful. And so when you start to realize that, and, and, and now that, that, I mean, I, that's what I really do look for. For each and every person, place, or thing, I'm looking for the beauty in that place, per, that place, person, or thing. No matter if it's a butterfly, like I saw a butterfly this morning while I was sitting outside and looking at the little baby birds in the nest, I'm just enjoying like every single thing that God has created because there's something that I can gain or glean from just by observing their process. And a lot of times we don't respect the process that we have to go through in order to become who God has called us to be. Yeah, that's true. Like just stopping to observe his, um, his beauty. Like they said, just taking the time to sit there and see all the beauty that's right around you. And that's all the time we're going, but we're going so fast nowadays. We're always in a rush. You can't really stop and see what God is doing and what's going on. Like you say, you start thinking like, Oh, well, when God read it, he going to do X, Y, and Z. But then, I, like you say, you also got to put in the word. He'll bless us some more. He'll see, okay, you're you're putting the steps forward to it. But he's not going to give it, like, all to you at one time. You got to put some effort in it, too. He's got to see that you're, you really want part of it as well. And that's one of the things that we often suffer with because we're like, I'm just going to wait on, you know, God to send me to my husband. But you don't make yourself available to find said husband sometimes and it has to be specific now and I'll be like Lord just send me a husband but um and like you said just taking time to enjoy and see what God is doing and seeing the beauty because it is something to each and everyone he's created us in his image he's put something within us it's a matter of are we seeing it because a lot of times you're walking in your purpose and you don't even know you're already doing it because you haven't stopped to realize this is what God has called you to do like we're always or either you're like no I can't do that I don't know about that Lord and then God's like no this is what I want you to do this is what you do and then something like they say come naturally to you and somebody can point it out to you and you'll be like oh no I don't know about all that just like when we were talking earlier about (laughs) if I would do like a YouTube or something I'm like oh I don't know it's being a little you know hesitant about things but at the same time it's like God sends different people to give you different messages that you needed to hear that you didn't know that you need to hear. And you didn't even know I had said a prayer about that this morning. And it could be my confirmation right here, right now. So it's just amazing. Like, you know, when God, like you said, God putting you with the, with the right people, he's brought different coaches. And some people are like, oh, I don't want no coach. Or they feel like, yes, the church is on. You only need to go inside the physical building to receive the word. But no, the word is within you. 
The word is what you have. And it doesn't have to be that you're an ordained minister or a pastor or reverend or anybody. God can use anybody. I mean, like they said, I was listening to something the other day where it's like he used a donkey to give a message to, um, I forgot who, but it was just saying the different people that God used. God, think about how he did with, um, with Paul and how he was who he was and just the way that God could take anybody and turn you into somebody's testimony. And that goes to what I was um, telling someone else and saying like, you are somebody's miracle. Even with this platform that I have here, you are being somebody's miracle because somebody could be sitting in the same season that you're in or were in and they're presently going through, but they can sit here and listen and be like, wow, but she got through it. God got her through it. Look what God did and God can get me through it. It could be that person that's on the edge and feel like, you know what, you know, life ain't worth living for. I don't have no purpose. I don't know what to do, but they could be listening to a story that you've gone through and be able to share it and be like, it could change their whole life. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, but I know one thing, God put something in each and every one of us. He gave us a test so that we could be a tab that testimony so that we could share with somebody else. And I know some people like, you know, holding on to certain things and they don't want to share. And that's sometimes the bad thing. Cause like you said, people act like they ain't never done nothing and they've been holy all their life. And that's not true. Cause some kids need to hear certain things, especially when it comes like if you've been in an abusive situation and then they'll be like, well, mom, ain't never had nothing happen to her. Mom always been holy all her life. Like, no, your mom used to be a teenager, even though sometimes when kids would be thinking like your parents ain't never been no teenager. They always been older. <laughs> but just to hear this people when they do open up and share stories and not let it be in the heat of a moment when it's like you're mad and you shouting and you screaming. But in the point, like, let's sit down, let's talk. Baby, mama done been down this road. Mama done done this. Mama's not trying to keep you from not having no fun, but I'm just trying to basically warn you. You're going to either right. listen to it or you're going to go off and you're going to find out the hard way. And that's one of the things, I mean, it was plenty of times I came back and thanked my mom, like, thank you for not letting me do certain things. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of, like you said, we being the ones to show and different generations coming together to be able to minister to the youth now because they're, they, this generation right here right now feel like they're entitled to stuff just because, oh, I'm 16 or, oh, I'm 18 or, oh, whatever. They feel like they have to have things just because. And no, it's not just given to you. It's like, no, you have to work for things. It's not just going to happen. So just to hear, like you said, the mind is one of the big things. Your heart is a big thing. And just having your ears, like I tell people all the time, God is talking to you. He tells us in different ways. You just have to be paying attention. I was like, are your eyes open wide? Are your ears open? Is your mind? Because... He will be talking to you. He will show. He'll send that one person that you like, I don't even know you. And they'll come tell you a word that you yes. need to hear for that day. And you'll be like, oh, how'd you know that? Like, I don't even know you. Like, like you've been in my room. You've been tapping my phones yes. and things like that. So just the fact that, you know, hearing how you're working with women to encourage them, inspire them, and also hearing how somebody has poured into you to see like, okay, what I did was wrong and I shouldn't have done that. My question is, how did y'all reconcile it? Like, how did it, what was the turning point? Like, what happened to be like, okay, I've heard this, I did this. Like, how did he react when you came back to him? It was like, okay, I apologize, basically. Oh, I didn't apologize. So let me get that clear. (laughs) (laughs) As a matter of fact, he didn't even know that I was bothered until maybe like my second book. He was just like, I didn't even know this was even a problem. And so sometimes we do have to keep that in mind, right? So we're over here 
trying to keep the peace on the outside, we're waging war on the inside, the other person who you have an issue with, they don't even know that it's a problem. And honestly, like that has happened like six years ago. And that's what I'm saying. So my second book, my husband just realized, oh, that was a problem. He didn't even know. (laughs) And a lot of times that is what, you know, we are holding this bitterness this and, and watering it and nurturing it until it becomes anger. And the person who you having a problem with, they don't even know it's a problem. Mm-hmm. You're the only one who's affected by this. So you're the one who actually have to go through the process of re- relearning what it took in order for you to get there. And that is what I actually help women to go through. Because you're you're dealing with this and wrestling, calling it the devil, baby, this is just you. This is you. So I have to teach them how to rest, how to repair, how to recharge, how to reframe, and how to re-emerge. So I did not apologize verbally to him. I apologized to myself. I forgave me for making that decision. Because I made the decision to hold anger, resentment, and bitterness. He didn't do that. He didn't even know I was having a problem. He thought he was doing something good for both of us by having a new mattress. That's what he thought in his mind. He didn't have a problem. It was me. And a lot of times when we stand in the church line and we said, it is me, oh Lord, standing in need of prayer. Okay, that's the first step. But the second step is to actually do the work. So faith come by hearing, but hearing comes by, by the word of God. So I'm here to give you the word that the Lord has given me in order for you to unfold the lie that you have held on to that is causing you to behave the way you're behaving. This is why you can't level up and become the person that you're supposed to be in your business, in your family, in your community, because you need to let that go. So after, after making that that um well receiving that information from god like okay you hey sis like you messing up okay um i was quiet for several seasons i was i was very quiet because now i'm like seriously listening to the voice of god and he literally shifted my mindset by putting me on a fast and not a fast like how we push back some plates. I think we have gotten accustomed to pushing back some plates and being good. Like, hey, we it's like a, like how they talk about it's a custom. Like when you read the Bible, it's talk about it's it was a custom for Jesus and his family to go to this particular land. It was an it was a custom for them to go and you know do the burial and get the doves and bring the lamb and Mm -hmm. you know get the fatty calf it was a custom and God brought me through a season of something that I wasn't accustomed to and that was turning off the television I wasn't accustomed to that because I was accustomed to seeing my grandparents watch the news you know morning noon afternoon the five and six and the 10 o'clock news. So I was like, hey, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. They're, they're adults. They showing me this is what I'm supposed to do. I remember seeing my dad go and drink coffee with my grandmother in the middle of the day. And he would do that. And one day I asked my dad, you know, I was 
buying coffee and he said I don't even drink coffee I was just like that you I see I saw you drink coffee (laughs) he was like no I don't even like coffee I was just doing it because it was a custom with my grandmother that when she did a fresh pot of coffee he would go over there and just drink a fresh pot of coffee at the end of the day (laughs) he didn't even like it so a lot of times we're doing things that we don't even like but it's a custom Mm And so that's how we continue to stay in the cycle. But that's what I'm saying. I have to retrain your thought process in order for you to be more successful because you're doing things that's actually hindering you. But I understand it's a custom, but we have to address that. Yeah, because even you said something like, I, I don't know, like you said, you might have posted it in somebody else, but about keeping your peace and trying to keep peace with you have to have peace within you, but you also have to set boundaries on the other ways to ha- maintain that peace without losing everything else, but also being focused on like, okay, yes, this is me, but we need to address the issue that's going on. Like, don't just sweep it under the rug and be like, oh, well, I'll get back to it another day. Because I used to be guilty of that. And my, um, marrying my husband, when I would be away and I don't want to talk about something, he's going to drag it all out. If I'm mad, screaming, crying, don't want to talk about it, he gonna follow behind me and we gonna have this conversation. So it's like, but still, like you said, we start doing a lot of things for the sake of peace and we start doing things out of habit and out of a custom because this is what we, this is what we know. This is what we do. And I hear it is your dad. They don't even like coffee, but he just was pleasing his mom. Like, well, she, she wants, she make coffee. I can't, but we also came from that time. You didn't tell people, no, if somebody give you something, you're supposed to say thank you. Even if you didn't want it, you're supposed to take it and say thank you and just keep going. But it's just amazing, like you said, having to reemerge. I like that word at the end when you were saying because you have to come through and then we start wondering like why things aren't working for us, but we don't stop to look at ourselves first and see what it is we need to work on. And, you know, or asking God, like, show me what area I need to work on in my life. Show me what I'm doing. Show me how I'm hindering my blessings that you're trying to show and get through me. Like you said, even thinking about it, making your things happen in your family or in your business and, you know, learn this learned behavior. And until we address it and relearn the correct ways, we're going to keep being in that same cycle. I know, like, for me, one of the things that goes, like, even with financial stuff, being in that same old cycle of something going on. And I remember one time almost getting evicted out of an apartment and was like, you know what, I'm tired of this. But even not only that, just trying to find that way of sometimes people, when you're creating a budget, it's hard to stick to because you still have that personality or that mindset of I can do such and such and such and such and such and such. And until you find that way to work it and find your system, and then you can be able to move forward and say, okay, I'm better managing my money. I'm better doing this. I'm being a better steward. Otherwise, we're going to keep falling into that same old cycle over and over and over again. So I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm loving what you're doing. And I'm, it, it's just amazing, like, to see what God is doing within you or has done within you to see. Like I say, I don't know. I would have thought when he said y'all got two beds in the room, he would have knew something was wrong then. But I guess not. He just said, oh, well, I sleep in the bed by myself. She don't want to sleep with me no more. But the fact that also you're, you saw like, okay. This is what's going on. Sometimes it does take when you write something, somebody reads it to see like, wow, you was really feeling that way. Like, why yeah. you didn't ever say anything? And but just to see who you are now and what you're doing and how you're touching more lives and how people are touching your life is it, truly, truly amazing. So do you have a, like a go to quote or saying? I I really don't. Um, I really 
No. Well, I mean, I do. I probably, I should say I do. <laughs> um, my go-to word is gracious. Okay. That's my go-to word. Um, so if somebody does something that just seems a little off, I'm just like gracious, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's not kosher, you know? So that's really like one of my go-to. And I guess like typically, like if somebody normally tells me, hi, how are you doing? My go-to word is fabulous. Okay. And so they normally like, oh, fabulous. Like, okay. I was like, yes, child. You know, you know, because um, um, I used to have a lot of, you know, people tell you that all the time. And normally they just say, oh, good. Or, I'm well, real. it's Monday. Or, hey, it's Friday. Or something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, normally I just typically tell them, oh, I'm fabulous. Yeah. And then I normally tell them as usual, child, so they know. Okay. That's how I'm working with over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those normally my go-to words if somebody normally is, even on social media. So if they ask me how I'm doing, I normally say either fabulous or amazing. So that's a better word because I tell people we so accustomed to say, I'm good, I'm mm-hmm. well, I'm fine, and half the time you're not. You like you really not, but to be like if I like I have some people now if I say I'm okay, what you mean you okay? Why why are you not better than okay? Like what's going on? Some people follow behind, some people like, oh, okay, that's good. How you feeling? And I mean there's more <laughs> words than just good, fine, you know? Yeah. It's like, why isn't anybody using other words in this vocabulary? Why yeah. are we all stuck on just saying that? So that's the other reason why I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna be fabulous. That's what I'm gonna be. Because yeah. I've heard something somebody say I'm I'm how did they put it? I'm better than I could be or something like that. Like and not in a bad something. I can't mm-hmm. think of and it's not, like my my dad's mom used to always say, I'm blessed and highly favored. Mm-hmm. That's what, that was her go-to that you always heard. And then some people just say it because they like, but then it's like, you really? And then some people like, baby, I'm blessed. I'm I'm six feet above. <laughs> crowd so I'm good you know so it's just amazing like I said the things we come accustomed to the thing we say because me I'd be like oh bless them that's one of my go-to things I'd be like oh bless them I mean mm-hmm. bless them Lord I said well bless because somebody I do so I said bless or oh, bless me because I'd be like oh yeah. bless me because I'd be the same stuff the crazy off the wall and I'd be like oh bless me <laughs> so yeah. I know we all have different little things we say but like they you say there are other words to use because i know if you have said that's like oh okay you're family okay so that's not something that you would normally hear somebody say that right. i'm fabulous or i'm amazing or i'm you know i'm better than most that's what they say i'm better than most you know and things like that so that that's one of those things like okay and then you said like gracious that's what yes. that's what we instead of this, I'm like oh bless me oh bless yes. them <laughs> like, gracious yeah <laughs> mm-hmm so um what is the question that you have for me well I have for you first I want to say thank you for this opportunity that's what I really want to say (laughs) thank you for the opportunity and I wanted to I was more interested in hearing about your coaching program um you know who the title that you have so what type of coach you are and who do you serve I am an encouragement coach and so that's even when I, the person I worked with to come up with my program that helped me to, you know, pull out the, the pull out the rawness within me, made me answer them tough questions that I'm like, I don't want to answer those kind of questions. Like, but it has helped because people always say I'm always encouraging. 
and encouraging people and it kind of comes natural and so I said okay I've been encouragement coach as known the podcast encouragement forward <laughs> so it was um with me I meet women in the season that they're in and I provide um, positivity encouragement and care and I give them the tools they need so they can go be able to go out and encourage somebody else so my main focus is on, on self-development it's on navigating hardships and on emotional well-being and those are key things that I know that I've been through when I say navigating hardships is like dealing with hurt, dealing with pain, dealing with grief, things of that nature. Not, you know, in depth, depth parts of like with grief, because that could be a whole nother um, area. But just being able to with self-development, being able to stand firm in what you believe in and not worry about what other people are thinking or saying about you. And so that's um, with that, I worked with a guy named Anthony Sparks. And it's amazing. I talk to people about divine connections because if I hadn't been for me working with his uncle and his uncle recommended that I listen to an episode of his podcast and the episode it rolled into, this probably wouldn't have happened because I kept looking at other programs and everybody's doing different things and trying okay. to figure out like, should I go do, do it like they're doing it and like that? And I'm like, I'm not a one size fit all kind of person. I like to be able to talk to individual people in whatever season that they're going through. Let us talk it over. Let's see what's happening. Let's see how to address this. Let's get us to a different level. And like I said, with me doing it, even the emotion prayer journal, that'll be a part of it, mm -hmm. taking that time because a lot of us don't sit there and actually look at our emotions and yeah. determine why we're feeling that way. And if we did, we can look back later and be like, wow, this is what was going on during this time. And while I was feeling this way, you may discover a pattern and you may discover like, hey, I need to let something go and um, focus on you know doing things better. But not only that, even with that, there's an encouragement piece to it. That encouragement piece is at the end of each journal entry, you have to write out who is somebody that you can encourage. Who is somebody that needs to hear a word of encouragement because everybody's always needing something and God will show you who needs to hear that word of encouragement. So me, I'm not gonna lie, the devil tried to get me not to do this and tried to stop me on multiple times. I changed my lunch date multiple times and then I just finally did it because it was like one thing happened and I started going down that rabbit hole of like, oh, I can't do this. But God reminded me in more ways than one through people's with ministry, through doing a devotion. I didn't know the word encouragement was in the Bible so many times. He kept showing it to me like, this is what I want you to do. And then through people, they're like, no, you're an encourager. And a lot of people, you know, say I'm a good communicator and I'm just me. Like, I'm like, like I tell them, I'm not a person that you're going to see in a suit. I don't get dressed up. I don't do makeup. I don't have problem people that do it. It's just not me. I'm like, this is just what you get. You're going to get a t-shirt and jeans, t-shirt and jogging pants, t-shirt and shorts. That just, I'm authentically me. I'm just me, happy-go-lucky person. And, you know, I'm very transparent. If I'm going through something, you really ask me, like, how are you really doing? I will tell you how I'm really doing. Like, I even just said recently this week, I'm encouraging other people, but I was really needing encouraging myself because the enemy was on it. He was attacking it from my mom, from my husband. For me, almost not having my medicine for my MS, it was just a whole series of things going on. But God worked it out. I'm like, this ain't nothing but no. This is all that's going on. He don't want me to do what I'm supposed to do. And I know he's going to come even harder because I'm about to do something that God wants me to do. God has told me, I need you to encourage my people. And sometimes he just leads me to the right people. And I talk to them and then they're like, and this was me doing it before I became into the coaching, but is like just talking to them and they were like you're always like a ray of sunshine so that's where my name of rays of sunshine jam came from my initials are jam so that's how all that kind of came to be and so I'm just 
I'm thankful for what's happening. Just like I said, the podcast, God has sent me whoever he wanted me to interview and he hasn't disappointed me. And I know he never will, but he sent me the right people that need to be on there. Even one time when I thought, oh, okay, I know I got people booked to the end. So I guess after that, I'll be done for a little while and I just do mine. And then he sent me somebody else and I'm like, okay, I'm not done. I'm not done. Okay, I get it. And I just said, I've trusted him the same with the coaching. He's going to send me who he needs me to do. Because I just launched it, like I said, on um, July the 30th. So when people decide, you know, they want to book a discovery call, they can get a 15-minute discovery call. And if you feel How like you still- How can they find you? Oh, um, you can find me on www.raisersunshinejam.com. So that way that you can be able to book your discovery call. You can go to my website. And then I'll also have like all that down in the bio of this um episode and previous episodes so people can go to it but if they need it i'm here i'm ready to serve just waiting on god to send me the people and making sure i market more i know that's one of my things is being out there marketing more and doing what i need to do to draw more people into so i'm even stepping out my word this year is confidence and the reason my word is confidence because i'm quick to doubt myself and that's why the devil came at me like that because i would easily be like well i'm not gonna do this i don't want to do this now but God is giving me confidence to get more on camera. So I'm doing Mondays on Instagram Live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I started my first one last week. Is I mean, this week is going to be Moments with Sunshine Jam. And so we'll have a different topic or something to discuss. And the last, this past week, I did um, Trust Your Purpose because he showed that message to me clear as day. <laughs> but I was interviewing somebody just like this on the podcast and behind her, it was, I could see all the other things on the wall, but the main thing, I couldn't read them and make it out. But the one right next to her head said in bold black letters, capital letters, trust your purpose. And that was him talking to me when I was in one of them seasons of doubt. So, yeah. I love it. Yep. So um, where can you, um, what is the one takeaway that you have for the audience? So for the audience, I have... Number one, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. It's not so much if your mother believes in you, your father believes in you, or your spouse, or your friends, your church family, or anybody else. Believe in yourself that you can do it. So a lot of, you know, once again, I normally work with female, um, female impact-driven entrepreneurs. So they ready to impact the world, but a lot of times you fall short because you don't believe in you. And I want you to know you can move any mountain when you believe in yourself. It's nothing that you cannot do. So I just want to encourage you to just believe in yourself and every single day, just say, I am great at this. I Whatever, whatever your this could be, your this could be is I am great at doing Facebook lives. I am great at being visible or being consistent or being, you know, just being an encourager or just being an impact driven female entrepreneur. I am, I am, I'm amazing at that. I believe in me. I believe that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Even sometimes you just may have to go back to the root and just say what the Bible says, say what God has already spoken over you and believe what he has said. Um, in time past, you may have believed the enemy. You may have believed in the doubt 
And as you begin to nurture that, as if I have already spoken, if, once you nurture that and you begin to continue to water that, that whatever it is that you believe you will produce. So I want to encourage you to believe in yourself. Yeah, that was good. And, and so where can you be found on um, social media? And do you have a website and the titles of your books? Yes. So the title of my book is Mosaic, and you can purchase your copy on, on my website, which is www.treasureyourinnerbeauty.com. Or you can also find my book as well as my audio book on your iPhone um, at on the book app on iPhones or Amazon. Um, you can also find me on social media on LinkedIn at Madonna Encourage, and that is I, I, capital I, capital N, Courage, as well as Instagram, Madonna I Encourage, which is once again, Madonna, capital I, capital N, Courage. Or you can find me on Facebook. You just look me up and Madonna Williams, I do have two platforms, but it's the one with the yellow shirt and me just being so friendly and happy. Or you can find me on my business page, which is Treasure Your Inner Beauty. And I thank you for this opportunity to um, interview you and for your willingness to be on this um, interview. And I know what your story is, a lot of people can relate to, and they will be having to understand because a lot of us do have bitterness, resentment, anger that we're still holding on to that we need to let go. And that's even something God has told us we need to let go and not have. And so I'm thankful for the message that you shared. I'm thankful for all the takeaways you've given people because they'll have it to um, follow along with it and also you all I'll have all her information down in the show notes so you'll be able to just click on it it'll take you right to her book to her page but you don't have to go like you know searching as deep for it I try to make it as easy as possible <laughs> for you to um, find it and I said I thank everybody that'll be listening for all these that it will bless remember God loves you I love you but he loves you the most and also to have encouragement for it. And if you need any further encouragement, any other prayers, you can reach out to either one of us. And if you are deciding that you want to have encouragement coaching, I'll have the information down below for you to book your encouragement call and your discovery call. So I'm looking forward to anybody that's going to need it and share it with anybody you need to share it with. Like, share, comment. If you feel led to donate, you can donate also down below. Join the community if you want to further talk more about the encouragement for a podcast i'm building a community so if we want to talk to more people and i can have the people i'm interviewing to come in and be a part of the conversation as well and also check me out on instagram on mondays at 7 p.m raise the sunshine jam and i'll be having a message to share with you but be encouraged remember god loves you have encouragement for it and god bless thank you again for tuning in to the encouragement for it podcast don't forget to like, share, and comment if you're able to on whatever platform that you may be listening to. Also, if you would like to stay in the know, you can follow me on Instagram at Raise the Sunshine Jam. My web address is also RaiseTheSunshineJam.com. And also, don't forget to join the Facebook community where we can talk more, share more, and even possibly have interviews with some of the people that I've interviewed with a Q&A session. Love you. 